The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Live here at Beatty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Over 150 vehicles for you to choose from, used and new. They will trade for anything. They will buy anything as well here at Beatty Chevrolet. Their website is BeattyChevrolet.com. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Hope you're having a great morning. Today will be a great day to get on down to your county clerk and get yourself a Tennessee license plate. It is available. County clerk, county clerk locations all over the state. Your purchase will go to support student scholarships at UT for UT students. $15 of the $35 annual annual specialty plate fee will go to support those students and scholarships. Go to alumni.utgay.edu forward slash license plate as for the ka plate which stands for knoxville alumni ben anybody on the phones there no sir man y'all hating on my rhymes on the text box they were trash (sighs) orange arc says uros would have tried to hop in and give you the next bars because he's the best teammate in college basketball. Oh, I was watching him be the best college teammate. His high fives was on point. His 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 butt taps on the mark. It's his nice. cheering second to none. His motivation legendary. Best teammate in college basketball. It's not even close. It's so good that it it kind of. Rubbed off on Folky a little bit on the sideline. He was out with the wrist. It rubbed off on him. Not quite as good as Uros Folky. You know, you got to work on your teammating. But Uros, by far, best teammate in college basketball. Z Hamilton is Tennessee Prime football only. Uh, will y'all have basketball players on it? Well, basketball has not even been discussed for Tennessee Prime. So, why do you hate the basketball team? Mm, I don't. I actually love them. Sounds like, sounds like you do. No, doesn't sound like we don't have Tennessee prime for basketball. That's all it sounds like to me. Um, you know, got more guys to be able to do it in football. Come out each and every week. Tomorrow it'll be the Mays brothers. Uh, the first time we had the Mays brothers is because Mays brother had to fill in for a skill position player that was set to join us but had to back out the last minute, so Cooper came in to save the day. This show tomorrow is scheduled for those two, the Mage brothers, so that will be for tomorrow. Are you going to ask Cade if he's going to play against Kentucky? Um, I'm not going to ask him that Why at not? all. I would, I would imagine that these guys only have four games left. To play together, that K would f- find a way to play. That's my guess. So you're saying K's leaving at the end of the year? 
I'm saying that these are the four games that these guys have to play together. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Jay Dobbs says, hey, guys, hope all is well. I have a daughter. I'm trying to mold into a Tennessee fan. Mom is a Georgia fan, and she has been on mom's side for a while with football and wanting to go to Georgia. She is a soccer player, and we've been keeping up with Tennessee women's soccer. We took her up to the Tennessee-Georgia game, and she fell in love with Tennessee. She wants to be a livestock veterinarian, so we took her by the large animal hospital on the way to the stadium. I am looking for one of the checkered women's soccer jerseys, and I can't find them anywhere. Can you point me in the right direction? Hey, folks, let's help Dobbs. go in the right direction to get a women's soccer jersey that is checkered. Please hit me up on the text box, send me a tweet, whatever, and then I will send that link or where to go to J Dobbs' email here that's listed. So we gotta we gotta help out our family here. Uh, other McKee says Justin Powell shot is so fast. Man, it is beautiful. And he can shoot over guys because he's six six. I can't wait. SEC play. Can't wait to these non-conference big time games. I can't wait to the Memphis game. Where Memphis at? Come on, Memphis. Let's go. That's gonna be a good one. Brent Dallas says is K going to host the basketball version of Tennessee Prime as well. Nah, I think K gonna be busy during basketball season. Doing what? Football stuff. For next year's uh, football team? Yep, next year's football team. Tennessee football team? Next year's football team. The Washington football team? Whatever football team he's playing on next year. He'll be doing work for that. ATL VFL says, didn't Mel Tucker leave Colorado after a year? Probably would have done that to us. I don't think so. But, yes, he did leave after a year at Colorado. And if he would leave this year, this would be three jobs in four years. So, hard to turn down a SEC job like LSU or something like that if they come calling. But, hey, man, whew, that would be a lot of moving. A lot of moving. Nick Saban did it. Nick Saban did it, who was a northern, northern guy, even though he's from West Virginia. So, West Virginia is such a southern type of state with snow. So, it worked out. It worked out for for Nick. I think it will work out for Mel Tucker. I think he can do just fine here in the SEC because he's coached here as an assistant many years. Uh, ben Hall says, any updates on the health of Tyon Evans and the Mays brothers? No update. At this moment, Josh Heupel will talk to the media I'm, I'm assuming today, Ben, since it is Monday. Yep. At 12 o'clock or 12.15, something like that. <laughs> Scott, Scott Williamson. <laughs> Dang, Swain. Daytona says, love you, Swain. And it was crickets. It's like that awkward moment when you when a dude tells a girl, I love you, and you get no response. <laughs> My bad. My bad, Daytona. My bad. My bad. I hit I hit Daytona with the ditto. 
He's trying to throw shade, man. He can't be throwing shade and then try to say I love you, smooth it over. Uh-uh. Um, with TCU job open and Zach Evans, who was the number one running back in the country last year, removing a lot of his TCU stuff on his social media accounts, I think it's safe to say that he may be on the move. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, Downtown Vol says it would be the most Atlanta thing ever for the Braves to lose this series after taking a 3-1 lead. Yep, and if it happens, it's Ben's fault for jinxing the Braves. Oh, oh, oh. What we got, Ben? We got some breaking news? Yes, and uh, hold on to your butts, Titans fans. It's not good news. Ryan Tannehill hurt? Oh, even worse. Out for the season. Even worse. Mm-hmm. According to Adam Schefter, Titans running back Derrick Henry suffered a potentially season-ending foot injury during Sunday's 34-31 win over Indianapolis. <gasps> Sources reported to ESPN. Henry is undergoing an MRI today to determine the full extent of the damage. Oh. <sighs> Oh, oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurt. Hopefully it's not season ending. If he needs to take a couple of weeks off, I think you can do that because the Titans are, I mean, they are three games ahead of the Colts in the AFC South. So you have, you have some breathing room. I mean, the Texans ain't doing anything. They as bad as, as poo. Jaguars are terrible. The Colts are the only team that can have a chance to catch you, and they are three and five. You just beat them in overtime. Hopefully, this is not season ending. Hopefully, he can he can be able to come back in a couple months for the playoffs. How's Ron Tannehill? Because he 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 took a shot too. He finished the game though, didn't he? Yeah, but. You can finish the game and still be and still be hurt, hurt. So hopefully Tannehill's okay, and if that's the case, I think they can still, I think they can still finish strong. Looking at their record, uh oh, they play the Rams next, yeah. and then the Saints. Uh oh, those two will be tough. But you got the Texans, you got the Patriots. That'd be tough. Jags, Steelers, 49ers, Dolphins, Texans. So. Yeah, I mean, not easy, but certainly not difficult at all. You have a three-game lead in the AFC South. The Colts will have to play the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Patriots, the Cardinals, and the Raiders. So, you're in a good spot to win the AFC South. I know that the home field advantage and getting that by is something that the, the Titans were probably eyeing at. Eyeing, excuse me. But just getting to the show and with the healthy Derrick Henry, I think it's important. You're an outdoor team anyway, so if you got to play on the road and it's cold, you be all right. Well, personally, I think Derrick Henry should sit out until at least December 19th when the Steelers and Titans play. I just think it would be really good, really smart on his part to, to sit down 
Rest up. The Titans are going to make the playoffs because they play in a booty-terrible division. And looked how it's worked out for the Braves. I mean, the Braves played in a booty-terrible division, and that helped them make the playoffs. And look what the Braves have been able to benefit from. They, I don't they, trust they, you. they got hot at the right I time. You, I don't trust you. And, and, sounds fishy. and they made a run. So the Titans fish, can, can, you know, just kind of mosey on through the regular season because they, they play in a horrible division. They'll make the playoffs. Derrick Henry sits out to protect this foot at least through December 19th when they play the Steelers. Let that be the, the final game that you sit out to rest up and then come back around Christmas time and then boom, hit the playoffs running and go loose to the Steelers in the AFC Championship game and call it a successful season. Something so sounds fishy. I, I think Let it would be guess. very Let smart. Guess. Let me guess, Ben. Let me guess what you're trying to do. You're trying to avoid playing the Titans with Derrick Henry, ain't you? Uh, yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I can hear it in your voice, Ben. I can hear it in your voice. I I didn't have to look up the schedule to even know that. Well, I'm, I'm I'm glad it wasn't the the two times I pointed out that the Steelers and, and Titans play on December nineteenth that didn't give it away. Yeah, I was doing more important things like making sure that I'm texting somebody back. No, make sure that Jay Dobbs got the email to um, order that soccer jersey with the checkerboard. Oh, we so. found it. Yeah, we found it. So got where can email. I order one? Well, you got to find it your own damn self. <laughs> I ain't telling you nothing. It's a secret. It's a secret. It's a secret. That is brutal news for the Titans. Ballstorm says, need Andy to help you with those lyrics. Oh, my gosh. That my is, goodness. That is funny. You know what I realized over the weekend, Swain? What's that? Nobody brings people together like the Braves. Just think about so? it. Just think okay. about it. I'm thinking. All right. What you got? They're the only baseball team in the South. So the state of Tennessee. Uh, what about the Marlins? That that don't count. And Tampa's okay. closer right. than the Marlins. Okay, okay, okay. Flo- Florida, Florida isn't the South. Florida, Florida's not even part of the United States. It's like okay. its own little country. Down there, okay. I mean, just okay. just listen to Daytona's calls. So that's all the evidence that you need that the people in Florida are different than than the rest of us above that Florida state line. Mm. So the that's Braves nice. are, are the team of the South. What what state are, are the Braves located in? Uh, the Peach State, which is the the state of Georgia, correct? <sighs> Yeah, I don't like where you're going with this so, because Peter so, Burns had a tweet that I, that I just wanted to to put four thumbs down on. What? Peter Burns had a tweet talking about, you know, the Braves winning a championship. Could all, it could also be the year that Georgia wins a championship. And no, that's not where it. I'm going. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. There's no way that the Braves and Georgia will both win a championship in the same year. There, there's just no way. Not. Maybe one does, but – but not both at the same time. That That is impossible. The The universe is not going to align that well. Um, but I hope not. A, a lot of people in the state of Georgia are Braves fans, obviously, which people in the state of Georgia are probably University of Georgia fans as well. The, then, then you look to the left of Georgia, no professional baseball team. No. 
So a lot of people in the state of Alabama love the Braves. Yeah. I imagine a lot of them are University of Alabama fans or Auburn University fans. Yeah. Uh, you, You look up north of Atlanta and you see the great state of Tennessee, the volunteer state. Yep. A yep, lot yep. of Braves fans that are Tennessee fans throughout this state. Yep. You, you kind of start to creep into Reds territory in Kentucky, but there's a couple Braves fans that are Kentucky fans as well. You, you get on over to Mississippi, and you, you get a little close to Texas, maybe have some Rangers, have some Astros bums. But I'm, I'm sure there's some Mississippi State Braves fans or Ole Miss Braves fans. So I didn't realize just how great the Braves are. At bringing people together. I mean, think about it. They have a fan base full of Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama fans all pulling for the same team. Isn't that remarkable? To know that the likes of of Seth Stokes are sitting there cheering on the Braves with the same enthusiasm as as an Alabama fan in Tuscaloosa or or a Georgia fan in, in Athens. Like chip pain. I mean, it's just remarkable how well the Braves bring people together. Jay Hatcher says, Ben lost his damn mind. Go Ravens. Fake Tony Batilio says, What the hell is Ben talking about? SC Vol says, Astro fan here. I see you trying to throw shade to uh, Braves fans. You ain't slick, Ben. You ain't slick. You give, you give the Braves an attaboy, and then you come back in hour number three. And you're trying to be slick. You're trying to be be slick, man. You're trying to be slick. Putting the Braves fans in the same category as Georgia fans and and Bammers. You ain't slick, man. You can't dispute facts. (laughs) All right, let's get to the phones. Let's get to uh, to Chip. Chip, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? Man, wonderful, Chip. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. I have developed this disliking and hatred for the Kentucky Wildcats. And I think I have two people I'm blaming for that. One is JD for making them look so great, you know, last year. And then second, you guys for having that clown on the show called, I think his name is Matt Jones. (laughs) He's a Kentucky writer. Yeah, yeah, he does does, does radio. And, yeah, no, his his mid-interview order at the McDonald's drive-thru was – Probably one of the most disrespectful things that uh, I've encountered on radio. So, uh, yeah, yeah, man, I I understand. It actually it was great, y'all. Y'all did a great job getting him on the show and everything. And I don't know if he'll be back. No, I don't know if you guys are gonna have him back. But any in any event, it's just a matter of it's just been my opinion that Kentucky's had some decent things, but I'm just I totally feel like they're. Totally overrated. I think a lot of their wins have come because of the other team just completely shooting themselves in the foot. You know, uh, but in any event, just uh, it'll be it'll be great. I hope we can pull off the the win. But speaking of the game coming up, so two questions for you, and they're both injury related. So, Tom Evans, and um, you know, what is it, if y'all heard anything about his status? Is he you know gonna go, or if he's still you know having that that lower injury issue and then secondly the Mississippi State uh, Kentucky game I watched most of it and it looked to me like they had a couple of pretty 
substantial starters go out with injuries, and I didn't know if you guys had any intel on that. I know it's early from Monday, but just by watching the game, I don't know if y'all caught any of that. And uh, I'll hang up and listen. Appreciate you guys. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Um, and this is – injuries always tough to, to, to really talk about on a Monday, but since it's the bye week, I think most of our guys should be back. As far as Tyon, Tyon tried to go against Alabama, did go, and I don't know if he re-injured it and how bad it is, but I would assume with the bye week that he should be available. I'm assuming. You know, Cooper went against Bama, did not see him go down or take any setbacks, so I'm assuming he will be okay. Cade was at the house cooking dinner for his family. He didn't even make the trip. Uh, but I assume that with a couple games left with the bye week and basically these guys not doing any team or practicing, uh, practicing like they normally would in a normal bye week situation, I'm assuming the guys are going to be going to be back. Um, that's just my assumption. But take that with a grain of salt. It is Monday. Injuries are are weird but the body heals the body is 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 this is so wonderful and and it's 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 truly amazing to see how the body is able to fix itself and correct itself and with a week of rest i think a lot of guys will be out there and playing but we'll see from josh heupel uh, as he talks today i'm pretty sure he won't say much about injuries because he doesn't want to give the advantage to the to the opponent. Um, so I'll be curious to see what he says on his teleconference later in the week and then his second week, second appearance, um, weekly appearance that takes place on Thursday. We'll see what happens there. Betty Chevrolet Parkside Drive is where I am. Ben McKee is back in the Low T Center studio. Man, we got some, uh, we got some pretty cool stuff coming up. We got to tie up some loose ends and make sure that we can actually do it, but it, it will be it will be legendary. I'll just say that. If we're able to pull it off, it will be legendary for our Swain event listeners. It will be legendary. It will be the opportunity of a freaking lifetime that we'll be able to offer. I can't wait. Uh, so I should know tomorrow exactly the details. So can't wait to share that, man. It's going to be so great, so happy. Uh, once we're able to announce this, hopefully tomorrow. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from Bay Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Be right back. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Good morning, Swain Event crew. Fall is here, and according to the big box stores, it's Christmas time, too. This time of year is traditionally a busy one for the East Tennessee real estate market, and it will continue through the end of 2021 as well. Most people think the holidays aren't the right time to buy and sell. However, it is one of the best times to jump in the market. To find out more, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, at 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! J.C.'s Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. 
They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JCs will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks. A Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. There was a reason. There was a reason why earlier in the season when we talked about Kentucky that... I had no problem recognizing them as a good football team. But I did have a problem going much past that. And I was really hesitant in crowning them a legitimate top 10 team. Even though they were not a top 10 team, but they were on their way 
to being one. I just felt like just something was missing. I, I just I just didn't see it. And this past weekend was the reason why. Just they're not ready. They're not ready to take the next step. They're not ready. They've taken the next step from being a bottom dweller. They're not a bottom dweller anymore. But this is their best season in program history, it seems. And a couple of years ago, they were on the same trajectory where they were number 11th in the country, came into town, and got the brakes beat off of them by Tennessee. And they started off really hot this year and was, was, was right there at the top 10-ish, lost to Georgia. No one's looking at them funny because they lost to Georgia because everyone's lost to Georgia this year. Their defense is real. But that loss to Mississippi State, ugh, woof, it was a bad loss. And it exposed Kentucky. And you see why Stoops made the changes that he made in the offseason trying to bring more fireworks and explosiveness to that offense with the hire of Cohen, with the you know transfer portal acquisition of Waddell Robertson. I mean, he's the only guy they try to get the ball to, it seems like. They're still missing a lot on offense. And it's why Tennessee, going into this football game, should feel really good about coming out with a win. But you can't do it playing sloppy. You can't do it turning the football over. You can't do it with penalties. But, man, I'm feeling really confident about this about this game. I don't think my start me an account. Put some money on this game, Ben. You might start me an account for this week. It seems like uh, you are ready to to just go ahead and call a Tennessee Tennessee win, regardless. I mean, Tennessee. I mean, Kentucky is minus four this game. Come on, you are far more confident on a Monday than I am. You, you sound like it's Friday. Friday, Friday might be might be dangerous, man. Yes, and look, I am very confident in in, in this football game. I I think Tennessee has a a really good chance to to win this game. I I really do. I I think Tennessee's going to present some some challenges for Kentucky, but I'm also not going to let one loss to a a solid Mississippi State football team cloud my judgment either. Are we not solid? Are we not? Are we not solid at football team? I I. What I just said has nothing to do with whether Tennessee's solid or not. No, I'm asking you, do you think Tennessee is a solid football team? Absolutely. That's why I think they have a great chance to win. Okay. That's all well, I wonder. Well, I'm, there, there's been this reaction on, on social media and the message boards and on the text box that Kentucky is a, a bad football team because they lost no, to, to Mississippi State. No. And that, that's where this, this conversation gets, gets clouded. Because it's it's black or white, people can't recognize no, 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 no. that <laughs> that Kentucky's a, a solid football team. Yeah, they're, they're I, not I won't say they're bad. They, 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 I I don't think that they were ever a, a top ten team. I don't think it, really anybody ever talked about Kentucky as a, a top ten football team. Um, but I, I'm not going to to discredit them and, and think that there's some trash football team that Tennessee's going to have an easy time with 
on, on Saturday because they lost to Mississippi State. Because Mississippi State's a better football team than people think. Not, not that they're, they're necessarily a good football team, but like I said a moment ago, they're a solid football team that is more than capable of, of beating you. Beat A&M earlier this year. Beat Kentucky, obviously, on, on Saturday. That's, that state football team is a, a solid football team. And I, I think Tennessee's more than solid, quite frankly. So I, I'm confident in this game. I'm just not as confident on this Monday as, as you are. It, it seems like you're, you're ready to go write a big old fat check at the bank. I just, I just think the matchups are in Tennessee favor, the same way I looked at the Mizzou game. And the outcome of the Mizzou game, you have to take that out of the equation, right? Because we're talking about something that, that has not happened yet against something that already happened. I'm looking at how I felt pre-Mizzou when I looked at Mizzou on film and I saw where they were weak at and where Tennessee was strong. And the, the, the matchup just favored Tennessee. I'm looking at where Tennessee is strong and where Kentucky is weak, and that matchup favors Tennessee. That's how I feel. Now, Friday, you're right. I may I – may, I may, it may be a, a crazy show because I am very confident. I'm confident in what I saw from Kentucky on Saturday and what I have seen from Kentucky. Like I've watched Kentucky three or four times this this year. And the same issues that they've had, even in a win, they had against Mississippi State, they were just exposed more. And Will Levis just had a bad day on top of Chris Rodriguez fumbling and put the ball on the ground. So they have the same issues. They are not dynamic throwing the football. It's why you read off those stats at the beginning of the season. It's not a stat from just one game. It is a stat from the regular season. This is who they are. This is who they are. They struggle at generating explosive plays. This is what they struggle at. You pair that with a defense that they're not Georgia. They're not world beaters. But, man, they create situations where you have a long uh, down and distance. So they create plays behind the backfield. Tennessee is one of the best teams in the country at tackles for loss. So if you pair that up against Kentucky's offense, Tennessee's going to have some some tackles behind line of scrimmage. That means Kentucky's going to be behind the chains. And Kentucky's one of the worst teams at generating long plays. That's just a recipe for disaster for Kentucky. And then then uh, Tennessee against Alabama, against Ole Miss, against Florida, against other teams this season. We have generated some of those big explosive plays. Kentucky won't be able to match it if you go look at what they've done all season long. So that's why I'm confident today. We'll see what happens with the injuries. We'll see how, what happens with how guys feel. But, yes, I am confident today. I was confident yesterday. I was confident during the Mississippi State game. Yes, I'm confident that Tennessee should win this game if they play clean enough. I don't expect a you know, spick and span clean type of game, but I do expect them to play clean enough because Kentucky just can't generate explosive plays. And that's going to hurt them. Uh, 865-255-03. Can you explain the matchups that you like? Yeah, I can, I can, we'll, go, we'll go back in detail um, Tomorrow, the next day on, on the matchups, because I don't want to just I just don't want to throw it out today. 
Let us, man, let us let us have a little bit to talk about tomorrow when Wednesday and Thursday, right? We don't want to shoot our shot on one day. So we'll go back and really, 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 really dive in and look at the position matchups and the position advantages. I'm not saying Tennessee has an advantage in every position because there are some uh, matchups where Kentucky is clearly superior than Tennessee in. Okay. Riley Vall says Matt Jones may hire Ben. Take a lot of money for for Ben to make that move, right, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of money. Look at the over-under. Can Kentucky score over 30 on us? What's the over-under? I think it was like, was it like 60? I haven't seen it. I just saw where Kentucky was four-point favorites. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see where the over-under is. I did see minus four, like you just mentioned. 58 and a half. 58 and a half. I see 60 and a half uh, here on DraftKings. Everyone just got their own little book, right? I'm Everybody got their the own book. ESPN app, whatever they go off of. Okay. So, around that area. Um... My 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 reaction, my initial reaction says, take the take the under. That's mine my too. Initial, yeah, my initial thought is to take the under on that one. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Other McKee says, yeah, it was sixteen and a half earlier today. Raleigh Vaughn says, yeah, so Vegas is saying like 31, 28 cats. Fox Vaughn asked if Tyon's healthy. Yeah, we talked a little bit about, about Tyon's health. Uh, played against Alabama. Had a bye week. We did have someone on the text box say that uh, Tyon said he was going to play. But Tyon said he's going to play against South Carolina too. So take that for what it's worth. Let's get to Rusty. Rusty, good morning. Good morning. What's going on? Man, everything, everything. Good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> so, um, the the four point spread with with the home team getting three, and Kentucky being a, a two loss football team, and and us being where we're at, I get what you're saying. The matchups do look good because the way we get guys open in space, and that's something that Kentucky seems like they they're gonna. They would have a problem with. We're really good. It seems like this year at putting teams in third and seven, third and eight plus. We did it to Alabama. We they, we just failed to get them off the field in third and long. We did the same thing as Ole Miss. But I guess my question is: Do you think the spread is partially because the name on the front of the jerseys? Because historically, Kentucky is Kentucky football, and Tennessee is Tennessee football. Even as bad as it's been the last ten years, if you if you reverse the the just took the names off of it and just put the two teams out there for Vegas to would Tennessee be favored by well more than four in this ball game if if everything was reversed because of the history of the two programs so so you think Tennessee is being being deemed for for being Tennessee I think Kentucky's being deemed I think Kentucky's being deemed I think I think on paper you would say one team's been perennially top 20 top 15 football team all year and the other team's not been in the top 25 at all one team's at home, and they're only favored by four, and I'm guessing it's because of the 
Kentucky historically. Now, I agree with you. I think we're going to win the ball game. I'm just wondering if Vegas has the odds where they do partially because the the team that's actually better on paper this year is the team wearing blue, not the team wearing orange. And if it would be reversed, if we would be favored by a lot more if on paper we had Kentucky's numbers as far as wins and losses and and where we've been ranked and stuff like that. If we were the number 15, 17 ranked team all year like Kentucky's been, we'd be favored by probably like, you know, eight or nine in this ballgame, I think. And Kentucky was where we are right now, five and four, or four and four, whatever it is. Well, check this out. When Kentucky and Mississippi State matched up, the the spread was just Kentucky minus one on the road. I think Vegas said, look at Mississippi State's style of play, look at Kentucky's weakness. Yeah. And I think they put that in consideration. I think they're doing the same thing with the Tennessee-Kentucky uh, game. That's what I think. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you, so you don't think it has anything to do with the name on the front of the jersey, that Kentucky's getting dinged because they're half I, Kentucky? I won't, I won't say I don't think it has anything to do with it. I just think that the, the matchup has more to do with anything else. I look at yeah. this, yeah, this Mississippi State line of last week, and Mississippi State was favored – when it first opened, and then it switched to Kentucky by one. And if you were talking about a Kentucky team that was ranked in the top 15 versus a Mississippi State team with multiple losses, you would think that Kentucky's supposed to be at least a three to six to seven point favorite going down there. But no, man, the open is Mississippi State is a favorite. So I think I think what they do well versus what Kentucky does well. I thought the matchup just favored Mississippi State. I thought Vegas – I think Vegas considered that. I think they considered it again here with Tennessee. Um, I got you. That's, that's, that's just how I feel. I may be wrong, but that's how I feel. Got you. Um, Kentucky's crowd Saturday night. Do you feel like after coming off back-to-back losses and, you know, them being big Blue Nation basketball is, you know, starting to get underway – are, are, this isn't going to be the Kentucky crowd we saw when they played LSU at home and Florida at home. How do you feel about that? I don't think it's going to be the same crowd as when we played Florida at home, but I think it's still going to be damn loud and can can pose some problems. Because it's yeah. Tennessee. It's, it's Tennessee, man. They hate, they, us. They hate yeah. us. They hate us. They hate us. And, you know, Kentucky, I know how it is a basketball season, and but I think – Year in, year out, there's more fans that pay attention to football a little bit longer, a little bit longer before completely flipping over to basketball. I think Stoops has earned that right. But I think the crowd will be still loud, and I think if Tennessee is not on their A game and communication at the line of scrimmage on offense, then it can create some issues um, for sure. But if you are a Tennessee football player, you should expect the crowd to be loud. I think it will be. Last last thing on it, um, you t- you touched on it earlier, clean clean football. You you brought the pit game where we were terrible as far as all the little things, the pre snap stuff that got us in situations where we were in bad down and distances. It, it was to me, it wasn't just the pit game. It's it's in the Florida game. I'll, I'll remove the Florida game, but the other three losses, even the Ole Miss game, the Alabama game, the pit game. It's, it seems like we have not played at all clean football and just been efficient in the pre-snap stuff in all three losses. And the Missouri and South Carolina games where we really looked like a, a, a lead offense, we played perfectly clean. Was it just 
some days we're off, or was it because the opponent made us nervous pre-snap? I look at the Ole Miss game in, in Tennessee. The you know turnover margin was a wash. Tennessee only had six yeah, penalties for forty. Yeah, for six. It seemed, it seemed well, like we were putting ourselves in bad stuff. Well, I mean, we, you had six. Well, you have, you only had six penalties for forty-eight yards. You had a major injury to your starting right tackle, and then at one point in the second half, you had a walk-on, a former walk-on tackle, and two players on the offensive line that never played up until this year, and a walk-on running back. I think the injuries during the game. Um, hurt Tennessee, but I don't think we've like played like super sloppy and you can compare it to Pitt. Pitt was early in the season. We're a different team now than we were against Pitt. Um, that was a game where you, you lost in the tournament margin and you had over 100 yards and penalty yards. And then Alabama, if you want to go look at the Alabama game um, and kind of what we did there, we had the interception. We had the interception. Uh, the very crucial. Yeah, very crucial time. Well, we blocked the punt against them, but we That's threw the interception. We yeah. The even. yeah, and we created yeah, and we, a fumble. We turn around and get a false start as soon as we do it. Correct. So we 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 failed to capitalize on those opportunities uh, on the block punt uh, on the on the fumble that we recovered. Like we just failed to 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 really capitalize. And I think our depth played a big big part too, uh, but I didn't think we played like terribly dirty. <laughs> if, if if I can use that word, uh, describing our our play against Ole Miss, I just think that the 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 injury situation to have Tyon, I mean, you didn't have K Bays. I thought you, it just it just came up came out to bite you in the bite you in the butt. Yeah. All right, fellas. Good to be my man. I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I mean, I look at the I look at the Alabama game and. Um, you, it wasn't as clean as it was against Ole Miss. Not saying Ole Miss was clean, but Alabama, you had 12 penalties for 98 yards. And you had that crucial, crucial pick there in the fourth quarter. Now, it doesn't really show up in the stat sheet, but the block punt, you kind of look at that as a turnover. So Tennessee technically, I think, won the turnover margin that game. And I don't know why they don't even put it as a turnover because really it is. What if, what if the 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 punter, instead of getting the ball blocked, what if he just fumbled? It's the same result. One shows up in the stat sheet, the other one doesn't. Tennessee had an extra possession from that play, just unable to capitalize. By week, you're rested. Tennessee should be healthy. More healthy than it was against Ole Miss. So, you look at how Kentucky played. You look at what Kentucky struggles with. There's a reason why Rusty is confident. There's a reason why I am confident. There's a reason why Ben is confident. Maybe not as confident as me, but I am confident, point blank, period. But you said that you were not as confident as me. I know, but I'm – emphasizing that I am confident point-blank period because people like to take it and twist it as if I think Kentucky's going to run run away with it and just dominate, and I think Kentucky's the best football team in the country. Like, pe- people take it a little bit too far. I don't know why. I mean, it's pretty easy to understand that. Because that, that, folks don't like to hear good things said about Kentucky. I guess. Other McKee, what is confusing about the, about the questions that um, – Rusty had an argument that he was trying to make. 
What's confusing, other McKee? What is confusing? I think he's pointing out that he he disagreed with Rusty's point about the the name on the jersey impacting the line. Yeah, I, yeah, I disagree too. I just you know Rusty didn't, uh, other McKee didn't say so. He, he just says this argument makes no sense. I just want to know what part of the argument right he's referring to. Uh, Riley Vall says Hendon getting eight to ten carries this week. Oh yeah, you better believe it. You better believe it. I don't. I, I don't think Hendon as is as efficient throwing the football as Will Rogers. So I think he'll have to use his legs and throw the football, which he has been. He's been good at doing too. Will Rogers went what thirty three for thirty six. He was. Am I really mistaken? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he was. Really dude, <laughs> he was thirty. Know, I'm looking it up right now. He was. Very efficient throwing the football. He was throwing dimes out there. I love me. 36 for 39, 39. 344, 8.8 yards on average, one touchdown, zero interceptions. You you can't get much better than that unless you throw, you know, a couple more touchdowns. But, dude, that is efficient. And that is all from the pocket. Hendon is not just a pocket passer. That's not his game. That's not what he has done. That's okay. So I don't think that Tennessee will use him the same way. I think that he will have well over eight carries in this football game because he makes Tennessee dangerous, dangerous when he's running the football. Truly, truly believe that. Dangerous. How many how many rushes did Hendon have against Alabama? Uh, he had twelve against Alabama. So, heck yeah, he's gonna have eight and ten against Kentucky. Oh, I I think he'll have more than that. He might he might must run have more carries than a running back. Which I, I know you said that in a tone of of like yeah he'll definitely have that. So I know you'll think he'll have more than eight or ten as well. Oh yeah 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 I, I think so. I think so. For sure. And, no, and he, he really didn't run a lot against Bama because he had that bum leg from, from the Ole Miss game or the bum knee bruise from, still ran, from the Ole Miss game. still ran 12. Right. That's crazy. He still ran 12 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he still ran 12 times. It didn't seem like he ran that much, but he still ran 12 times. And there's running backs that don't even get 12 carries in the game. So, uh, men, November is officially men's health month so be sure to get all of your levels tested with a comprehensive annual health assessment at the low t center they will check all of your levels not just your testosterone levels the low t center specializes in men's wellness right now low t is offering convenient monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $1.55 a month for self-pay, or it's covered by most health insurance. They can ship directly to your home. Let me say that one more time. $1.55 a month for monitored self-inject treatments, and they ship directly to you. Make sure you go to LowTCenter.com for more details and information. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Tomorrow, we'll look at position matchups. 
we'll look at the O-line versus D-line, Tennessee versus Kentucky's, receivers from Tennessee versus Kentucky DBs. Where does the advantage lie? We will go into more details about this game. But it was a great weekend of sports. Tennessee basketball getting underway. Very excited about this basketball team and Kenny Chandler. He is special. Got baseball. Uh, the Braves, one win away from the World Series. You got Tennessee football, big time opportunity to beat a ranked opponent on the road uh, against Kentucky. Soccer team getting it done, winning the SEC East. Coach being recognized. There's a lot of good stuff going on right now if you are a Tennessee fan and a Titans fan. Even though Dave Henry's health is up in up in the air, Titans are winning. Big time win over the Colts. And we didn't have for what today, but man, you got to give it to Carson Wentz. What are you doing, Carson Wentz? That was the worst football play I've seen in a very, very long time. What was that? He just threw it up for grabs. Just threw it up. Tights player had an easy pick six. There has not been a pick six that was easier this season in the NFL. What is Carson Wentz doing? Two interceptions, Ben, in the fourth quarter and overtime. Yeah, That's why he's brought into the Colts is to get them over the hump. They have a good defense. They have playmakers on the outside. They have a running game at Jonathan Taylor, good offensive line. Carson Wentz is supposed to be the guy that gets them over the hump, and he absolutely peed down his left leg in the fourth quarter in overtime against the Titans, an in-division rival. And he had been doing a pretty good job of, yep. of taking care of the football. That, that's mm-hmm. obviously why he got run out of out of Philly. So uh, hopefully he can shake back for, for the sake of, of Colts fans. I we 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 Tennessee fans have experienced that experience and it is not fun. So hopefully for the, the sanity of Colts fans and I, I'm sure there's a couple listening who uh became Colts fans when Peyton was drafted there and, and, and stuck around. So for for, for their sake I, I hope that Carson went stop doing the, the stupid turnovers. You you, you can understand. Because the one in overtime was just as bad. I mean, he had, I think, the running back oh, yeah. wide open over the middle of the field. Bad. Like 17 yards downfield, could have caught it. There was nobody around him, and he could have picked up some serious yak and instead tried to force it into double coverage, and Kevin Byard came away with it. It, it was, yeah, oof. Yeah, only one interception thrown before week eight. Only had one in week two. Against the Rams, he did have a couple fumbles. Um, you know, he had four before Saturday, Sunday's game against the Titans. Had one against the Titans. Uh, did not lose it, though. On the season, he's had three lost fumbles. Only one interception. But Titans game, division rival, division game, he had two interceptions in the fourth and in overtime. So, not a good day for Carson Wentz, I'm sure that he's looking forward to bouncing back. But the Titans have a multiple-game lead there in the AFC, excuse me, AFC South. Three-game lead. So, Titans looking good. Just hope to hear some good news about Derrick Henry's foot. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain here at Beatty Chevrolet, Parkside Drive. Remember, 150 new and used car vehicles right here on their lot. They will trade for anything. They will buy what you have. Come on in here. Let the good guys here at Bay Chevrolet get you taken care of. It's not about 
just this purchase. It's about future purchases for your kids, your kids' kids, your wife, your grandma, your uncle. They want to take care of your family. Only way, only one way to do that, and that is to make sure they take care of you on their first time around. Let them take care of you like they took care of me and my family. That's BettyChevrolet.com. Ben, see you tomorrow, my friend. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love. We are out.